Happy Father's Day. <laughs> that is such a fucked up way for me to start this episode. I feel like I'm a rapper and I'm dropping a diss track to my father. Why would I drop my first episode titled Daddy Issues on Father's Day? That's just like such an asshole thing of me to do. But that's what happens when you abandon your child. They end up making a podcast about their childhood trauma. And you know, you just happen to be a part of the first episode. But happy Father's Day to all the dads who are active in their children's lives. I hope you are all having a wonderful day. Dads kind of always get the short end of the sticks when it comes to holidays. They kind of just like get socks and ties. And then we got like Mother's Day. We get her roses, jewelry, cars if you can afford it. Like we go all out for So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Me know that they are loved and greatly appreciated, right? So let's get into it. My name is Yasinia, and this is the first episode of my childhood trauma series. And in this episode, I will discuss how I healed my inner child and learned some valuable lessons when I had a relationship with my father. So as of right now, um, the relationship with my biological father is currently non-existent. Um, my dad had years of struggling with alcoholism, and after my grandfather's death, he would tell me later in life that his demons had taken over him. As a result, my dad was always in and out of prison. Majority of my childhood, as far as I can remember, um, people would ask me, like, hey, I haven't seen your dad in a while. Where is he? And I'm like, oh, he's probably in jail. Like, I remember being a little kid telling people, like, oh, if you don't see my dad, he's probably in jail. Like, that was just the norm for me, right? So, around the time, I think I was 19. Yeah, I was 19 years old. My mom encouraged me to reach out to him since he had just recently been released from prison. We would meet every Sunday to do, like, different activities to try to bond and get to know each other. But none of the activities we did together felt authentic. We didn't even text or call each other until it was time to meet up. Like, hey, we're going to meet up this day. Yeah, that's cool. All right, cool. Um, And I'm a straightforward person for the people who are listening and who know me. I'm not too fond of small talk. I hate beating around the bush. I'm just like, please get to the point. So one Sunday, I had a conversation with my dad in which I expressed that I no longer wanted to meet up with him on Sundays and that I didn't feel a need to have a relationship with him or even to have him in my life. I resented him for so long for leaving me alone most of my childhood and not being there to protect me from men who sexually assaulted me and my family. And I just felt like at 19, I had already bumped my head and picked myself up. I didn't get to experience like my Superman. I felt robbed of those moments that every little girl feels. I remember I had a best friend in high school who had an overprotective dad and was so like, I was so jealous of her for that. I remember being like, you're so lucky you have a dad who cares. And like, she used to complain about not being able to do certain things. But I remember like feeling sad that I didn't have that male figure in my life that cared enough to watch my every move and to make sure I stayed on the right path and you know as I was talking to my dad I had a feeling of relief you know he just allowed me to speak my truth but then it was his turn to speak his truth and you know he talked a little over an hour and you know at the end we hugged and we never hugged like we never hugged I never told my dad I love you we just never did that right but that time we hugged and I felt like it's because we both knew that this was the end like we weren't going to try to force each other to bond or to rekindle anything it just was like okay cool you don't want me in your life 
okay, cool. I don't want to be here, right? When I got home, you know, I kind of replayed the conversation in my head and, you know, just how my dad explained to me that him and my mom were never in a relationship and that when she told him that she was pregnant with me, he actually tried to get her to get an abortion. He was like, I gave your mom like 400 bucks to go get an abortion because I did not want to be a dad. And she was like, no, I'm going to go shopping. Like she, that day he gave her the money, she went shopping. And was like, no, we're going to have this baby. You're going to be happy about it, right? So I had to accept him for his truth. And I had to understand that, hey, at the end of the day, he never wanted to be a father, right? And he kind of felt like he was forced into this thing that he never wanted to be. And he never wanted to do this. And I just had to realize, like, I set high expectations for him. And I was like, you know, this is who I want you to be to me. But I didn't realize like at the moment he was telling me like, I understand this is who you want me to be. You want me to be this guy, but I'm just not this guy. This is who I am. And I don't want to be a father. He's an excellent stepdad though. My dad is the best stepfather you will ever know. Like he is an awesome stepdad, but he never wanted to be a a dad. Right. (laughs) And so, um, I just feel like no matter who that person is, you have to let them be who they want to be and not try to hold them accountable when they don't be the person you want them to be or when they don't meet your expectations that you have set for them. I had to not look at him as my dad, but as a man, as his own individual person that was like, hey, I did not want a child. I tried to do what I felt like was right. I gave your mother $400 to get an abortion and she decided that she wanted to bring you into this world, right? So because of that, I had to do what I felt like was best for me. And the best thing he felt like was to just distance himself. And he stood, he stood firm. He stood his ground like, hey, I told you, I did not want to be a dad. I wanted nothing to do with this child. I tried to do my part. You took the money. You decided to go shopping, right? So then that's when we got to kind of take accountability. And I think that situation is kind of tricky because it's like, You know, you both were adults, so why would you have unprotected sex if you knew the risk of getting someone pregnant, right? But at the same time, in his eyes, it's like, hey, I tried to clean up my mistake. I tried to clean up what I did wrong. Your mom took the money. She decided to go shopping for baby clothes, and she thought she was going to force me to be with her, and she thought she was going to force me to be a father, and she thought she was going to force us into being this big, happy family, and that's just not the reality of the situation so anyways in the end I just feel like you know we all set expectations for people when we meet them and whoever that person is you know we always say well I feel like you should be this type of person and you need to treat me like this and you need to do this and these are the expectations that I set for you right but I feel like we also have to understand and we also have to take accountability in knowing that those are your expectations you set from somebody and they may not meet those expectations and it is okay, right? Does not make this person a bad person. It does not make them a fuck up. It does not make them a horrible person, right? It's some people that had these expectations for me in their life and I did not meet them, but it's like, hey, that's not who I am. So I'm not going to be able to meet those expectations for you, right? So that's my lesson. That's how I have helped myself heal my childhood trauma. Some people may agree. Some people may not agree. But I just decided that I would share this story um, with you all. And again, thank you all for listening. Hope to see you next time.